we are living, and I don't believe we're living with the awareness that every moment is precious. And that doesn't mean like we have to be doing stuff all the time. If actually it means the opposite, it means like almost doing nothing or not being an extremist ever again in your life starting right this moment. You're listening to the MILF Podcast. This is the show where we talk about motherhood and sexuality with amazing women with fascinating stories to share on the joys of being a MILF. Now here's your host, the milfiest MILF I know, Jennifer Tracy. Hey everybody, welcome back to the show. This is MILF Podcast. I'm your host, Jennifer Tracy. This is the show where we talk about motherhood, entrepreneurship, sexuality, balancing everything, and trying to stay sane or sometimes going insane together because it's all okay. And we let it all out here. Today on the show, we have Jules Blaine Davis. Jules is many things. She's a kitchen healer. She's an artist. She's a performer and writer. And I, it, was, it was so funny. Like we could not get this schedule together. She had to cancel. I had to cancel. I got there on a beautiful Thursday morning and she had a fire blazing outside and I didn't have my memory card. So her husband went and got a memory card and then that thing didn't work. I mean, it was just like the universe was like, nope, you are not supposed to record today. So we didn't. We recorded a week later and, you know, as divine timing has it, these things always happen when they're supposed to. And it was an incredible interview. So I really hope you guys enjoy it. I also just want to take this moment to thank each and every one of you who are listening to this episode, all of you who've listened to any other episodes. I'm really, really proud of this show and how many women it's helping. I can't tell you how many direct messages, emails, comments I'm getting on how much this podcast is helping women. And that's the whole juice, you know, that's, that's my goal. So thank you so much. I really appreciate it. And thank you for spreading the word because um, it does seem to be growing. Really happy about that. And thanks again to my production team at Fullcast for making this happen every week. Uh, all right. Enjoy my interview with Jules Blaine Davis. Hi, Jules. Hi. Hi. It's me. It's is it you. me? It's you. Jules, are you there? It oh, is I am here. 100%. <laughs> you. So here we are. This is like take four for us, I think. <laughs> Both physically and spiritually. Yeah. Well, exactly. <laughs> so yeah. So we, I, we scheduled it. You had a family issue. You had to fly away. Then I, the second time I was sick in bed. And then last time I came and I didn't have my memory card. And that was a whole thing. Like your husband went and bought one and that card was faulty. The universe was just like, not today, ladies. Totally. That's crazy. Like out of all of them in Walgreens or wherever, I know. like he picks the faulty one <laughs> out of all his due goodness. He was doing such a mitzvah. He was so amazing. <laughs> he was like rescuing us. And I was like, oh, it didn't work. Anyway, so here we are. And we were just talking about the unknown just before we hit record and like being in that space of the unknown, which we all are in general, but sometimes it's more pronounced and it's so uncomfortable. <laughs> so fucking uncomfortable. All we can do is like laugh and then cry uh, yeah, and then laugh and cry again. Yeah. I always laughed and cried at the same time mm. when I was a kid mm. and it feels super comforting. It does. 
people could also call that totally crazy, but that also feels super comforting. Yes. Yes. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. The unknown terrain of living. It's fascinating. It's fascinating. I mean, so in that context, in the context of milfiness and motherhood, mm. did you did you always know you wanted to be a mom? Such a great question. You know, I never considered it a choice. In what sense? I just figured like, I'll be one. Right. Like it just never was like, there was never like a pause. So yes. In the thought. Yes. Yeah. It was just like, such a natural I'll be thing. doing that. Yeah. Yeah. Like it wasn't even like a, do you want to do that? Like what? What's that? Mm. That's a question about it. It's so, I just, I guess, I guess that would be me knowing. Yeah. Right. But I, I really didn't even, yeah, there was no comma or semicolon. It was just, that's happening. Yeah. You know, that will be a part of the journey. Yeah. I felt the same. Yeah. I had moments of, because I'm so tortured in love, I have to just segue for a second as I was about to talk about how tortured I am with love <laughs> and romantic. They're love. all we just can, hanging. We can come back to that anytime, really. <laughs> In the next, until I'm dead. So um, you and I met, actually, we were on a Taco Bell commercial together. Do you remember that? Oh gosh, I, I just love you and your memory. <laughs> like, I don't remember yesterday. So I'm like, please tell me how we met. And like, were we against a wall? Like, I remember textures or like, I think I sat with you and there was a white wall. There but was like, a big white wall. I, what am I on drugs? Like, I literally have like, I, it's like a collage, but I don't remember what I was doing or like, did I audition for commercials? Did I even go out for I them? No, right. Isn't that such did a Did I drive life? to Bundy and freaking <laughs> Olympic ever in my life? I did. <laughs> I really did. I sat in that traffic. And I did. I I would go and say my name, say my name, say my name. <laughs> Jennifer Tracy. Profiles. Profiles. Show me your hand. Totally. For those of you not in Hollywood, this is the insanity of commercial auditioning. It is very it, it just it's You're its hoping own life. to be a regular person who takes Tylenol. Like that's yeah. they're gonna tell you you look like a person who can use a pen. Right. <laughs> Like that is essentially like that's your aspiration. And then like, you're like I win totally. When you win it. Like I eat a Sonic burger and I in get Arizona. health insurance totally, now, and I get you know whatever. Yeah. I don't. I it's so. But interesting. there's not really a lot of soul sustenance, or there wasn't for me. Yeah. No, it definitely. Um, and I just kept changing my hair, and my agents you like, please, please stop doing that if you want to get a job. <laughs> and I'm like, she's like, you're not tattooed, so I can't put you in the other category. Because you're like wholesome, but like you have pink hair. And I was like, I'm me. And then I would drive across town and not get the audition. It didn't make any sense. It was, it it was really sense. struggling. Isn't it so funny? Like, so I just recently cut my hair and shaved the sides of my head for the first time ever. Looks so good. And it's been, thank you. It's been really liberating. And my agents called me and they're like, you have an audition for the first time in months. I've been with this. And anyway, I was like, oh, but I shaved my head. Blah, blah, blah. They're like, oh, that's great. We love that's good for this one. Like, we want you to go. And I was like, I can't go, <laughs> but your hair is really in. So do you want to audition? And I was like, well, and it really forced me to ask that question of like, do I want to? But I remember trying to fit myself as a young, you know, 20 something actress. Like, like you just said, it's so funny. Like, well, you can't really have dyed hair because you don't have tattoos. 
That's I know. Like, why? Who made that rule? Like that's so silly. Or body piercings for that matter. Like you'd really have to do a forever thing I with mean, the dyed hair. Yeah. <laughs> I was told, it was so crazy. I was told like, well, you're pretty, but you're not that kind of pretty. Yeah, no, I was definitely told that. I was I was not um, big enough to be the best friend, but I was the lead, <laughs> but I wasn't enough. pretty, enough, oh pretty enough to be the lead. And I was just like, wow, I'm going to really have to create something myself. Well, and it's just that constant, like the message it, that I hear or that I heard then was, you're not good enough exactly as you are. Sure. Which, Which is, is now, ridiculous. It's so insane, but it's what I tell my son every day, whether he's, you know, anyway. So, yeah. And here we are now, 40 something and like <laughs> rocking it. You got pink hair. I've got a shaved head. <laughs> it couldn't get pinker, really. <laughs> and, and I say, love you guys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sending the love. Yeah. You do you. Yeah. Um, totally. Yeah. And you are. So, we met doing that, which was up several lifetimes ago. We mm. both had like 18 different careers since then. Um, but the through line, I think, for both of us is, you know, that deep desire to express ourselves through art and dialogue. You know, and for you now and with your amazing work that you're doing, but you always did this work. It just was now it has this kind of I don't want to say formal name but it's like it's it's just it's so expanded and expressed that it is it's taken on its own thing but you've always helped women you helped me when you met me and you you helped me so much so I love that you you help women re recognize to what we were just speaking about in the acting world in this you help women recognize their own innate value that is uniquely theirs that's so beautiful there's nothing better Yay. I mean, like, fuck yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think that, like, we all do that once we see ourselves. Yeah. Right? Like, once we finally, whatever that means, get to, I think it's probably just an enormous pot of permission. Mm. Um, and we just, like, get to something, whether whatever it's through, the many different ways we scaffold, the many different ways we shed and unravel our old stories however you get to even an ounce of permission and you see yourself in a different light it's like oh there i am mm. and it, and it feels familiar because we were there yeah we were there before yeah like we were pure light and goodness and and enoughness and and all of that and and not to say it like kind of like feathery and like you know, cue the Aquarius song or whatever, but or the time of Aquarian or whatever. And really good work on that. Um, but it's and and I really I say that often because you know it can sound really like flighty, especially for right. those who aren't who are so hungry to be awake and yet in their lives or our culture doesn't reflect it. Whatever, wherever you are, you know, it's hard to find it. It's hard. It's hard to see it if you've not seen it before. Then once you see it, just an inkling of it, you start to see it everywhere. Yeah, so true. Right. And so that's the coolest thing is yeah. that it's actually not far away at all. Like yeah. we all think we need to overlabor to heal. We all think it's it's a major ordeal to yeah. to say yes. Yeah. And and it's really not. Yeah. You know it. I mean, it is. And then it's really not like for me, 
I'm really not even allowed to say no. I mean, unless it's something that's just so not aligned, but in the realms of the yes, Mm. it's like my whole being is a yes. Mm. You know, like even if it's super uncomfortable or whatever, like someone will say to me, I was just at um, the Brave Magic conference with Liz Gilbert and Cheryl Strait a few weeks ago. And um, Cheryl had come up to me. um, And of course, like you write a lot throughout these days. And there was a million people there and I'm never at anything where there's a million wow. people. I don't go to concerts. I don't yeah. like, that's I a am lot like, of energy. Me and seven women is yeah. like plenty. That's the max. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, oh my God, how am I going to get all of you like deep into my being in five minutes? Um, and so <laughs> 700 or whatever, wow. I was like, this will be a, a one-time thing. And what a great, great learning for me on so many levels as a teacher and, and a writer and all of those things. But, um, she came up to me and, and of course she comes up to me in the writing that was just like, Bleh. like all my other writing was like, I'll totally read this on stage. I am ready at any point. I wrote to fear. Let's fucking get this on. And like, she comes up to me like the last writing. And I was like, this is a piece of shit. <laughs> and like, I just knew like Wait, meaning you, something you wrote during yeah, the conference. And then she would come up and I say, see. will you read it? You know, to oh. like just a few people. <laughs> And like, I couldn't get arrested by them. Like I would try to place myself somewhere or like, you know, like, can Liz see me? Like, I can't wait to get to know them later or like whatever. I can't wait for them to have a conversation from their neck below. And like, you know, I just really, they need a kitchen healer Um, because so do I. And anyway, (laughs) the point is, there's no point. But of course she comes up to me like, will you read this? And like everything in me was like, this is not the one. Like, mm. this is not the one. And I was like, yeah, because yeah. <laughs> I can't say no. And I was with a friend who's been my client for a while. And she's like, it doesn't matter what happened. Like, you say yes. And I was like, I do. Yeah. Like, I have, I have to say yes to keep growing. Yeah. Like, it's just. And, and what's so crazy about the yes, and then maybe I'll wrap it up. Maybe I won't. But. I went in for a little something on my body, this unknown situation. And she had asked, it's the left breast. And I was like, yes, it's the left breast because they want to know every five seconds that it's the right, you know, it's that side. And she wrote on me in Sharpie, but I didn't know what she wrote. And then she did like little kind of polka dot things of like where the the cells were that she was going to take out. I had some surgery, right? And so... She did that whole thing. And I said to Josh, take a photo of this. I don't even know what's there. Just take a photo. I want to make sure that we have like these witnessings for me. And the next day, and as I was recovering, I looked through the photos and the word was yes. Wow. It could have said here. It could have said left breast, this one, maybe just a weird shape that's scientific. Wow. And it said yes. I was just like, Okay, God. I just got chills. Wow. I mean, that's crazy. It's just all about the yes. Like an all you can eat at yes. You know what I mean? <laughs> like it's not like a yes that's like it's it doesn't mean to it mean it doesn't need to feel that way. Yeah. But I don't mean yes when it's a no. Right. 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 Let's make sure that's real quick. Yes. I was just gonna say, you know, there's like because it took me, I'm 43 and it took me probably 39 years to learn how to say no. Just to things that aren't, like Absolutely. you said, aligned for me. Which is really a yes. Right. Yeah. 
It's a yes to Jen, to my authentic self. And your body and your wisdom, totally. Yeah. Yeah, but it just, I wasn't, you know, I mean, uh, uh, thinking about how I grew up, it wasn't, you know, grief, for example. I just went through some some grief, some friends of mine, their the matriarch of their fa- their parent their family died and mm. um it wasn't my mother it wasn't my grandmother but like i was witnessing the grief and like kind of just holding space for them mm. you know and i never was taught to deal with grief growing up and at the same time i was reading charlotte's web to my son mm. and we get toward the end and i got really nervous cuz i was like oh fuck charlotte's going to die oh my he's going to freak out he's going to freak out huh? And freak out because we've talked about death and like he understands death. He said, you know, my dad has had cancer for 20 years. He understands what that is. He understands that, you know, Papa's not going to live much longer. Like, and I thought, gosh, it was in my growing up. It was like, don't talk about it. Don't talk about it. Don't name it. For God's sake, don't name it. And for God's sake, don't feel sad about it. Wow. (laughs) So like I wonder what they thought that would lead to or did were they just thinking in the moment like if you really open the door to like how's this going to land right because I yeah. think that for all of us as moms this is these are the generations of okay what I do now is impacting later yes. like I think we think that much more than I don't think my parents thought that no mine either yeah so I like I don't think there was like a future thought to even next week right. let alone in 20 years and I think that are for the most part we're thinking about okay if i say yes to this chocolate bar yeah. are you fucked in 30 years and in therapy i've come to the i've really literally come to the realization that i can't fucking control it. i'm totally powerless but it's on my mind you know i don't know if that's good or bad maybe i want to go back to their time because <laughs> i really can't control a goddamn thing anyway yeah. um but i think we're more aware of like impact right i think I, I don't know, future impact. But what was they getting to with that? There was something. Well, oh, they, yeah, yeah. What are they thinking about in terms yeah. of like not naming it? How was that going to be okay later? I don't think that that was, I think you're right. I don't think that was a thought. And I think it was more about their own discomfort with the subject matter and not knowing because their parents didn't talk to them and their parents didn't talk to them and their parents didn't talk to them. And right. You know, instead of it just being like, let's name it. Oh, it's this. This is what I know about it. This is what I don't know about it. And there's a lot I don't know about it. Do you have any ideas? And my kid always has like amazing ideas. Like he told me the other day, he's like, I think God is just a giant heart. Like he's a giant heart, like the shape of a heart. He goes, not like the the cartoon heart that you see, like with the curvy lines. He's like an actual organ. He goes filled with love and there's just light pouring out of it. And I was like, who are you? You're like Guru Shani Sansa. <laughs> that is so pure because it's like, I don't know. Yeah. So good. So you just had this surgery. I did. You're in the unknown. I'm so space. in the unknown of the body's wisdom. And we were chatting the other day when... We didn't get to record, but we got to spend an hour together and we like did. catch up, which was beautiful. You were talking to me and it was so amazing. I was like, I got to remember this because I want to ask her this for the podcast. Um, you were talking about the work you do with women and with kitchen healing, which is way more encompassing than just the kitchen. 
and you'll get into that, I hope. But um, or you will. I will force you to get into it. Okay. Um, yes. Is, <laughs> that's my girl. Is that you were saying that you are writing a book, which is very exciting. I want to talk about that. And you said it's so interesting that, and correct me if I'm wrong, you made the decision to commit to writing this book and being on this journey. And you felt like there were all these things that were like thrown at you, like, here's this thing in your body and here's this other roadblock. And here's like, it's showing you this depth that you're saying yes to because you, that's what you do. And like, it's revealing this message to you that you're going to have, that you're going to um, give to the world, which is pretty profound. I mean, I think so. You know, there's parts, there's moments of real, I would say, blankness. And you're like, what did I say that made me feel better before? (laughs) This is an epic poem (laughs) that is your life quilting inside the deepest wounds. And then I'm like, wait, I don't feel God, um, you know, or whatever. <laughs> Wait, we're out of toilet paper. I totally. I'm like, I'm in a Walgreens and I want to die or whatever, <laughs> right? Like, it's just like, and then, <laughs> and then like, you know, you see a lot of homeless people and you're like, what do I do about that shit? You yeah. know, that's like real. Um, Or for instance, every single thing that's happening every single day right oh, now in gosh. our government, yeah. you know, and, and how our culture doesn't hold for us and how we have to become the culture. Yeah. And all those things. So what was the question? <laughs> there wasn't one. I just was I was expounding. Yeah, lots on of teachers. Yeah. Lots um, of teachers. Lots of teachers for yes, you. Yes, lots of teachers. And so yeah, I mean the book is, is gonna continue to tell me what it is, right? I mean, um you know, we started today saying, you know, we have no control. And I mean, if there's any if there's anything that, you know, Meister Eckhart says, you know, if there's any prayer, it's thank you, you know, and mm. I kind of chopped that down to a cliff note. But, and the other one is maybe for the Jewish lineage is you have no control over anything, yeah. you know, um, or any lineage for that matter. Yeah. We're probably all Jews, but anyway, we don't yeah. have to talk about it. I know nothing. <laughs> um, <laughs> but just this idea of like wanting to control, I see it in everything. Yeah. In everything I, I do, I have to watch it. It like, it like puts on a Chloe dress that I don't have and like, <laughs> and like puts on glasses. And like, I think, oh my God, she's totally with it and grounded. And then like, nope, she's trying to control something. You know, yeah. it's like, and I love her. I love her. I love her dress. I love her, you know, un- confidence. I love her confidence. Yeah. I love her unshowered skin. I love, <laughs> I love so much, so many things about her. And I love her permission and her knowing that, you know, like every minute I'm, am I trying to control this, you know, and, and these teachers that have shown up, um, yeah, my dad was, you know, at any moment, you know, at, at any moment we're all, you know, what I've come to realize is like, we're all dying. I mean, yeah. it's not the greatest thing to say, but we're, but we don't know that we are and we need to know that we are Yeah, like we're in our own way. Why, why does cancer have to like come into your life so that you can get out of your own way? I mean, mm. I, it looks like it does mm. and, and it's, and it's not rare. Mm. Like it's fucking everywhere. Yeah. And, and I didn't know mm. that. And, and that's, that's like, wow. And, and also just the idea of, you know, just the fact that we are, we are living and I don't believe we're living with the awareness that we, that every moment is precious. And that doesn't mean like we have to be doing stuff all the time. 
And if actually it means the opposite, it means like almost doing nothing or not being an extremist ever again yeah. in your life starting right this moment. Yeah. Um, say yes um, <laughs> for nine ninety nine. Um, but I mean, it feels like, you know, I, I really have, it's the same thing with, um, did you always know you're going to be a mother? I feel like it's the same thing with the book when people say, you know, well, do you want to write the book? And I'm like, I mean, I didn't really even ask myself that. It's like, it's the highest service mm. is to share this medicine. And, and it's here coming through me. Yeah. It's not mine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Like, just like doing this podcast. Yeah. Like, this was going to happen last week before the surgery, which has been a super private journey. And by the time this comes out, I'm sure it won't be as private. And I'll know more about it. And it's just so fascinating. Like, we were ready to go. And, like, I knew what I knew then in yeah. the unknown. And now... I'm two days post-op and, yeah. you know, here we are. So it's just in a different location in the yeah. house instead of outside by the fire. And like all these things, again, we were like controlling, not even knowing we were controlling right. it. Right. And then like Josh getting the thing and like, I mean, it's really fascinating. It is. It is. And so like whenever is my husband like, I'll come home and da da da. That, that's the life I dream of. That was incredible. He was here in 10 minutes. I, know. I was like, wow. I was like, it's going to be okay, whatever happens. And then he's like, dun, da, da, da. Yeah. I'm just like, what are you doing? I mean. And it still didn't and work. And it still didn't yeah. work. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah, the teachers of, I've had longing show up um, and and fire and, and just this really new space that I didn't know was available around my, my deep hunger um, inside, like loving in the most wide and deep way. Um, and then I've had my body show up and, and I mean, in such a unique way of something that literally makes no sense. Um, it's so unknown. And also, um, there's none of it in my family. I mean, all of it, just like they're all showing up to author this book with me, Yeah, yeah. you know? And so that's one way to make it feel a little like, Hey, get the cashmere blanket and let's watch a movie. And then the other way is like, where's God and what is really happening? And no matter what I know or don't know, I just have to keep moving yeah. <laughs> through my life. Yeah. Do you know? Yes. Like it really is that like our connection is so vital. We need each other so much. Like the fact that we're not, I love that we're using Walgreens. It's like, really, I wish they would be producing the show. Um, <laughs> be really bringing it in for them. Um, but you know, just being in a line there and like looking at each other and just like loving each woman we see, yeah. you know, like it's just not available yet yeah. Um, because everyone's scared, you know, yeah. to really look even in each other's eyes yeah. or have an intimate moment. But we're all so hungry to have it. Starved. I mean, that's what we're the dying social media and Instagram is like. Exactly. Someone asked me the other day, like, what's, why, why do you use the stories? You know, the Instagram stories. Mm. And I like. I said, you know, I used to think the same thing, and I used to be like, oh, I don't get it. Oh, don't and now that I have this, you know, podcast, and I'm, I want to, I want to engage with my listeners. And the reason is, it's personal. It's more personal, like to have someone talking to you through. It's never, never as personal as in the flesh, right? But it's what we can get. So it's like it's like having a diet coke. Right. It's like not the real thing. It's like having a diet Coke and you're like, oh, okay. The problem is 
you end up drinking 10 Diet Cokes right. and then you feel sick. Right. When you'd rather just have like half a glass of the real one, totally. you know, in, in person. So I want to, I want to go back to okay. pre kids, pre marriage, because your yeah. journey and your story is so interesting and colorful. So you grew up, where'd you grow up? I mean, at the end of the day, I'm a girl from Boca. Okay. Love it. <laughs> Um, yeah, Southern Florida. I grew up on the water oh. in a small surf town called Boca Raton. You know, at the time, it was beginning to grow into the Seinfeld, um, you know, yeah. uh, memo. Um, yeah. But before that, Delray, Boynton, it was all very, very chill, yeah. super low key um, until it became the place where everyone, you know, bought their multi-dollar homes. Condos, yes. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I grew up in Southern Florida, riding my bike along the beach, running along the ocean, Ugh. on boats all the time, fishing. Um, yeah, it was a very, you know, somewhat nautical world along with um, just very insulated and, um, and super um, traumatic in, inside the house, but, but very... <laughs> like amazing outside the house. What was going on inside the house? Inside the house, um, you know, I just never knew what temperature the house was at. Mm. Um, and I never knew what, it wasn't consistent. And that created a lot deep need for healing, mm. you know, not having that consistency. Um, and my mom was really hurting and um, you know, working out her karma and continuing to do so up until this day, as we do, you know, and my dad wasn't really um, there because he had a really phenomenal career as a brain surgeon. Mm -hmm. And he was, um, he loved his work so much. And he was really respected in the community. And so I grew up kind of in that wing you know, um, but I was always the one that wanted to go to the thrift shops. And um, we definitely had a lot of TCBY. Um, <laughs> my sister and I would drive around. Um, and I also really don't have a lot of memory too. Like yeah. 11 and below, I don't remember much. Interesting. And I, I remember some things through story because I was the third of three. So it's like through my sibling stories. Yeah. I'll be like, oh yeah, that was me. But like, was that? Yeah. I don't really know. Right. You know? Um, but there was definitely a lot of um rage and, and redness and mm. but there was also like a tremendous amount of beauty. Mm. And so um and love, mm. like a lot of affection. So it was a real mixed bag, you know, and it, I, I think that if you were meant to control it. Usually people will say, wow, it would have been great if you could have just had one, yeah, like, you know, an abandoner, you know, yeah. or like, like one way. Yeah. But I didn't, I had it all. Yeah. Like beauty, affection, complete physical abuse. Like, I mean, it was just like the pole. <laughs> I did. I got an all you can eat buffet. Here it yeah. comes again. I wonder if Walgreens is going to come up again. <laughs> oh, of course. Of course it will. How, it, how, when does it not? Totally. And, I, you know, it, it's not like I'm, oh, I'm so grateful for my for my background. But I kind of, you know, 
I mean, you know, you, you heal. And, and I think that also, um, not only do you heal, like I'm a holder of space and I can hold for anything that comes in the room. Mm. And I mean, it feels like I'm 727. Like Mm. when I, when I can do that, I'm like, whoa, that's like, there's like women behind me and my ancestrage that like are holding me too. But like literally anything that comes in the room, like it's, it's going to be okay. Yeah. Because of that, because of that, because I really literally didn't know what was going to come in the room. So I've been like priming that PhD since I was born. Yeah. Yeah. So So when when did you leave home? I left home at seven. No, (laughs) I was like, you know what? Give me that product backpack. I'm out of here. Um, no, that's not what happened. Um, I left for college. You know, I went to great schools. I was super fortunate in those ways, always an old soul. So, um, I don't know. There was always elders in my mind that was like, you know what? Don't do that line of Coke. Or like, don't do da da da. Like I didn't, yeah. it, it was very strange. Like yeah. in college, I, me and Mary Oliver and a chamomile tea, and people were like, we're going to go to the club. <laughs> I'm like, I'll go Saturday night. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know. And I loved to, I'm like, I would totally had wine and smoke yeah. some cigarettes. But, yeah. And I thought that that was like, ooh, look yeah. at me. Yeah. Um, and then all my friends were like, X for four days was great. Yeah. And I'm like, well, I, I don't, I never felt the need to do it because I felt like that sober. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like already so, yeah. so out of here. <laughs> yeah. For the most, like on a Tuesday at two, yeah. I'm like, I'm pretty smashed. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. In the consciousness realm, yes. I guess. And yes. so I can go there, yeah. you know? Um, and so, yeah. And and what did you study in school? I studied theater and modern dance and hip hop. Yeah. yeah, and African dance. Oh my god, oh my that's gosh. right! I remember the African dance so class you good. took me to oh that one time. Gosh, that was so fun. That was so amazing. That was so much fun. Oh my god, she's incredible. Um, so yeah. then you then you moved to LA to pursue. I didn't know. I oh. went to. Um, so I was somewhat ostracized in college um, by this professor, and it's so crazy that this is still the story. You know how our stories, where it's like we're still telling them. Yeah. And, and, you know, cause we do, we all walk around with like a great, you know, it might be a duffel bag or for me, it's now a fanny pack, whatever yeah. of like, what are like, yeah. what's still hanging around. Yeah. Um, and this is definitely still one of them, um, because it is, it was a pinnacle time of, um, yeah, there was a professor who, um, really liked to tell me how not funny I was and how not talented I was. And so I ended up kind of following into a healing path much more than staying on the stage. Yeah. Um, And it's so funny because all the people that would make it, like I would audition and audition and I was like, I'll be a flower. I'll be a wood board. I'll be a white nectarine. Like I'll be anything. Yeah. Um, And I loved how malleable I was. Like I'll be the Frida Kahlo book. Yeah. You know, whatever you want. Yeah. Um, But that ended up really like, you know, like dispersing quite quickly after that over and over again played out. Um, And, you know, I mean, poor him probably couldn't get a role. I mean, whatever, you know what I mean? Like that's the, that's the, um, that's the piece maybe there, who knows? Um, Or maybe he was, you know, God putting me on the other path. I have no idea. Um, I ended up um, kind of putting theater on the side and um, moving towards 
healing. I, I loved the fact that there were plants and herbs and, and, and vitamins. Like I was blown away by the whole, and that was a time, right? Like, like whole foods wasn't, it was like wild yeah. oats yeah. and it was like really not known yet. It was yet. very hippie. It, like, it was very yeah. hippie still. Yeah. And, you know, my mom was always really interested in it. And I took a real loving to all of it. Like I was so curious about that whole world, but it really was a passion. Yeah. It wasn't like I would literally just, I loved going to the health food store. Yeah. I would just go and like walk around and look at like how they are go and what's that good for primrose oil. And like, I just loved it, but it, it, it was never like, oh, and this is what I'm going to pursue. But I, but I ended up kind of thinking, oh, maybe that's what's happening, you know, and, and, and maybe I'm not, you know, meant for the stage, yeah. which is completely the wrong sentence forever. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, cause yeah. it's so. Well, like, and it's all a stage. It's it? all a stage. And there's so many stages of the stage. Yeah. And um, I'm, you know, and as I walk and as we all walk, we find our way back to. Yes. You know. Yes. It's so interesting. Um, and so then how did you wind up in L.A.? Um, I came to L.A. because um, so, yeah, I ended up going to Columbia post-bac pre-med. Um, my dad being an MD, it was like, you know, why don't you be an MD? I'm like, I think I want to be an like herbalist. And he was like, you can be a doctor and then you can do anything, <laughs> you right. know? And he was, he really meant well, right? Of He's course. like, be a doctor and then yeah. go travel with the hip hop tour, yeah. you know? <laughs> and I was like, that's actually a good idea. Yeah. Maybe I'll be like a hip hop doctor, yeah. comedian yeah. person. Um, so I really was like, I'll be everything I love that I think is a hobby now yeah. and then make a career as a, yeah. you know, doctor. Yeah. And so Columbia, that was something post-its on the marble shower and many, many things occurred there sleeping on my physics books. Like I'm miserably failed out of that school. Like I mm -hmm. literally could not, that's where I really came to the realization that I'm an artist and that this is not a hobby. And yeah. and it was a it was not it was not like a, a soft landing. Oh, I'm sure. Right. Yeah. I was really heavy. I was depressed. I was like my literally my window in New York looked at Lincoln Performing Arts Center and the oh. Juilliard Dance Studio. I no looked at way. both of them. Wow. Yeah. So it was really like I'd look at them while I was studying mm. as though like, yeah, that's for them and this is for me. Like I really didn't have the wherewithal and the you know, again, the reflection of yeah. like, this is, you know, so good to try on, but you're an artist. Yeah. Like be a doctor, but you're an artist. Yeah. You know, there wasn't that I had to like, that had to show up Yes, on its own. Yes. I think that happens for us. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So then what happened after that? And you, you were like, I'm, I'm out of here. You made the decision. Right. I was like, okay, this isn't working. Um, I had a tutor for everything and they were all amazing. Um, <laughs> uh, like drag queen tutor for physics and no, really he was Israeli and he loved to smoke. Um, there were so many randoms and I just couldn't get torque. I couldn't get it. I couldn't get any of it. Yeah. I just like was like how, you know, mitochondria. I needed like the visuals. I needed like a broad, I needed like a Broadway play for mitochondria. And then I totally got it. And then what was so fascinating is my study group, I would teach them everything and they would all get A's and I would fail. And they're like, but we don't understand. You taught us everything. I'm like, I know something's not clicking here. <laughs> 
because I understood it when I was telling you. And then when I sat down to take the test, I don't know what happened. Yeah. So, yeah, there was a real like coming to, to, to a place of realizing, you know, oh, maybe this isn't for you. But then I ended up moving to Los Angeles because um, there were some phenomenal physicians here. And of course, this was also the time where physicians were starting to bring prayer and consciousness and some kind of mindfulness into the OR and into medicine. There was a Dr. Larry Dossie and Deepak Chopra had literally just re- like written his first or second book. Like mm-hmm. it was very much in the beginning where yoga teachers weren't famous yet. Mm-hmm. And like, but they were becoming that their, their classes were filling. And so they were all out here. Yeah. And so that was a benefit when I came out here, but also, um, yeah, I mean, it was such a time. And so I ended up going to the, um, Santa Monica, um, Shiatsu school. school. I went to the Shiatsu school, but before that I went to, um, Oh, the university community college, oh, okay, yes, right. which was amazing. Yeah, yeah. And I was taking one class. <laughs> Sylvester was really, it's really getting there. Um, <laughs> I was going to be in med school when I'm 72. <laughs> I was really going to make it. Um, and it was there that, um, and I would be asked actually to go and audition for things randomly through like a neighbor or something, you know, because that's what happens here. Because um, it's kind of all around us, you yeah. know, and, um, or you'd be great for this or we need someone tomorrow. Can you come? Yeah. Um, and yeah, it was, it was one, I mean, it was one, literally one day that I was in organic chemistry. And I remember people saying like, this will either make it or break it for you. Like mm. it's the, it's the hardest. Um, and it was literally a voice. I was sitting in the class and it was like, you need to leave here. This is not for you. This is not your path. Wow. And it was so clear. And I was so scared. And I literally got up and I was like, I can't do this anymore. Like, I can't, I can't do this. I can't make myself study this. I can't, this is not who I am. Yeah. And so I called my parents who were totally taking care of me at the time because no one ever taught me to do anything else and meaning financially. And so I just told them like, I, this is not my path. And it wasn't, it was really intense. It was a really intense time. And it was also like incredibly important. And so, yeah, I, I, I mean, were I, they supportive, your parents? I would say that, um, you know, they are now, <laughs> you know, 25 years yeah. later. Um, and, and it was, it's so crazy. I became so many things, right? Yeah. I was like, I was, I did shiatsu. I, I was, I was the natural nanny, I think just through a business card. I'm not quite sure if I ever got a job. Um, <laughs> I had so many business cards yeah. that I would make. You know, yeah. just in the night. That's what I did. Me too. Um, I just make, how many other things can I become? A muffin maker. I'm a florist. I'm, yeah. we are so many. I well, mean, when it, it goes you know, back to what you were, the story you were just telling about being in, in theater school and under, you know, undergrad, uh, undergrad theater yeah, school, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. And saying, and having this willingness, like, I'll be a flower. I'll be a white nectarine. I'll be like, totally. This willingness and malleability that is, I mean, to really bring it into the theme of like our show, it's this, it's a feminine, that's a, like a divine feminine asset, mm. you know? And yeah. yet it doesn't always, always serve us. Cause sometimes it's like, Oh, but that's not true. Like I, I am, you, you were, were the girl with, with blue hair and no tattoos, <laughs> you know, yeah. like, but I can't put you in this category. Then don't put me in this category, you know? Right. right. So, so interesting. Yeah. yeah. So your parents were, probably you know worried about you can i say my parents still worried yeah yeah of course i I feel like it's like we are so many 
And we don't give ourselves permission to be all of everything that we are, even if it's like we just love to mop floors, whatever, right? Or like, I love doing dishes at other people's homes, right? Yeah. Like just to be our fucking whole entire self. Yeah. And then when we're there, we can then shed into our truest self, Mm. right? Like it's like we are so many, but until we allow ourselves to be 19 different things. Yeah. And then go, okay, without any hold on the story of scarcity, not enoughness, let it roll for a thousand other things. Yeah. And those things can go to the side. They don't go too far, but they can like become a passenger. Yeah. But they're not driving anymore, right? So, and then you can start to take the journey of like my true, my truth, my truest self, my truest self. Yeah. And, and it might be completely unconventional. There's never been an application or a medical form that I filled out that has what I do. Right. I mean, right. it's, oh, the, it's, it's like other and then the line is definitely not yeah. long enough. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like awakener, mm-hmm. advocate for bodies, yeah. activist. Like, what am yeah. I? I'm many things. Yes. We are so many. Yes. And being okay with that. Yeah. Being okay with that. Right. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, yeah, that's yeah, yeah. that yeah. that's coming to me. Yeah, I love it. No, I want to. I guess I want to flash forward to like you had all this history, and I know we're skipping a bunch of stuff. You're a visual artist. Jules is an incredible painter. Oh, thank you. I and then, about that, yeah, <laughs> one of the many, and shiatsu massage, and like that's how I when I met you, you were doing that. That's not how we right. met, met in the Taco Bell commercial, know, totally. But um, and then I went to shiatsu massage school and got my license Gosh, and like did that right. whole thing like crazy. So, so good. Yeah, it was really good. My gosh. It was really good. I still have a lot of that knowledge and I'm so grateful totally. for going there. Me too. Um, when you you got married, you had your two children. How how did, how was this thing birthed? This kitchen healer, this advocate for women, this like how was this phase birthed? And where did that fall in the timeline of becoming a mother? And or maybe it didn't. Maybe it was before you became a mother. I don't know. No, no, it definitely. Okay. Um, well, I mean, I think it was. I think you're right. I mean, it was. There was birthing happening. There's always birthing happening, even if we think nothing is happening. Mm. And and that's a true statement. Yeah, I mean, the origin story I would say is many. So it's like, what needs to come through for this and for your beautiful listeners? And I would say that, you know, I really, um, I had the experience of just, you know, putting stuff in the oven and like being someone that just cooks stuff. And I don't mean like a cocoa. I mean, like, you know, just like throw a squash in or saute some kale or whatever. Yeah. Um, people get really curious and they did at that time. You know, I think that when whenever anybody's in a kitchen, it's like, oh, what's happening in here? Um, and so essentially, um, as I was pregnant, and then let me think about that. It was more, um, it would be, you know, after I had Ocean. And yeah, I mean, the, the, the most, I would say the, the most, the story that is, if we had to put something on a map would be, when I had this music class at my house and um, it was one of those classes where you brought your baby and it was your one day. It was a one, one thing you did yes. her day yes. at that time. Yes. So yeah, it was this music class and this amazing woman named music 
you know, because that's what happens in LA. Music teaches the music class. And she's so phenomenal. And, you know, the women would come and and anytime anybody would come over, I'd have food. I mean, like, I just don't even understand any other way. Um, and, And that would be how it was. And so I would some stuff in the rice cooker and, and whatever, just uh, trying to get through the day. Um, <laughs> really. Yeah. And, um, and women would come over and they would be like, you know, it smells so good in here and oh, it feels like home. And, and I would just, I would watch them soften. Mm. And, and then inside they're softening, even if I didn't know who they were, because some people would bring a friend or they'd be like, how did you do that? And I'd be like, I just put it in the oven with some olive oil. And, um, and it was really, really not something anyone was doing. Yeah. And like, that was really odd yeah. like to me. Yeah. Like I was like, I, I didn't go to cooking class. Like, yeah. why isn't this? And this was a time again of like farm to table, Alice Waters. Yeah. Those were Michael Pollan was coming out with this stuff, you know, don't buy the plastic toy, buy the wood toy. Yeah. Like this, this was a time yeah. of like blogs. And like, you know, it was, it was sure. a time. And so, you know, inside that, it was like delicata squash and going to the market and gathering beautiful food because we're so lucky here in Southern California to be so close to our farms. And and they're so hungry to give you their food and we're so hungry for their food and the hunger's equal and all of those amazing things were happening. But the fact that it wasn't just a natural occurrence yeah, was a very deep grief. Yeah. That was, that was a grieving that I saw. Yeah. Well, and I'll speak to that from my own experience. Like, and I've shared this on the show and I've shared it in my writings is that I had postpartum depression the first two and a half years and I was alone. My husband was, um, my now ex-husband, then husband was out of the, out of town and then out of the country for many, many months. And so I was alone with a baby and which is many women's experience, whether their husband's out of the country or not. Like you're alone with your kid totally. in the house. It can feel like a prison. And like you said, it's like, this is my one event for the day. And and I certainly wasn't roasting squash or getting, and I love fresh foods and I love going to the farmer's market. I love all that. But it was all I could do to open up a Trader Joe's frozen mac and cheese and he- heat it up for myself. And that is so sad to me because I was malnourished, (laughs) literally malnourished, spiritually malnourished. And, you know, and I always think of that time because it would have been so amazing to have a community to come to like that, like the music class by, with the teacher music and smell the squash in your oven and smell like, because it is so nourishing to use your word, you know, that it's, it's just to seek that nourishment, which my God, if there's any time to be nourished, it's when you're nourishing a baby yourself. Oh my gosh, like, absolutely. And we just don't have that in our culture. It's kind of like, oh, you pop that kid out, go, you're good. You're good. See ya. Like, that's the feeling. And I mean, I wonder, like, I, I wonder, can we go to there for a minute? Like yeah. that mac and cheese moment? Yeah. Like, I wonder, like, what could change that? Because in that moment, we're not calling anyone. Right. Okay. And um, I mean, for the majority, right? Right. Even if we met someone the day before at like a breastfeeding thing and we're right. like, oh my God, I'll totally call you. Or we go to program and like, oh yeah, yeah the list. Yes. We're not calling anyone. No. And then we're, we're suffering, but maybe we don't even know it. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe we know it or we think it's going to end soon. 
Like, how can we, and the women that are listening, like, how can that change, right? Like, okay, well, you could get on a class and then it's like, well, that's an event usually. Yeah. It feels like an event, especially if you're depressed or you really are going through postpartum. Yeah. Yeah. It feels like, oh God, I don't even know how I can leave the house. Yeah. And you don't feel like you need to go to the emergency room, which is usually when someone will make a phone call, especially a woman. Right. Which needs to change. Yes. Um, because we do consider everything an event because we wait yes. until we're dying yes. to fucking get anybody to help us. Yeah. So I'm like, how can we literally change the scaffolding yeah. of that not feeling like an event? Because at that time, it really wasn't up to you to roast veggies. Like you were not able. No. That was not a time for you in a delicata squash. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was just yeah. not it. But it was for me yeah. to then bring it over right? or to have a group yeah. or maybe anyone that's listening to invite people and create the practice of, I'm not making this an event. I'm keeping my laundry out. I'm going to not clean yes. up. I'm not going to, you know, a big part of my work is about the non-event. Yes. It is not an event to get together. Yes. Well, and having everything look perfect and be perfect. And, you know, I say to a lot of the women that I talk to, um, and I learned this, especially in the, recently in the S-Factor dance movement that I've mm. been in for the last five years, like, let it be messy. Let yourself trip and fall on your face and then get back up again in this slinky way, you know, with the music and then climb on the pole or whatever. Like, but to carry that into life and like, let it be messy. Nobody's coming, especially not other moms, by the way, they're not coming in going, oh, you know, her stuff isn't color coded. Yeah. Oh, gosh. Oh, my God. No, nobody's, gosh, totally. nobody's Why aren't that? the toys in a color coded way? Right. Right. You know, I mean, and if, and if that is happening, then gosh, we need to give that person extra love because they need it. It's really, I think it's just a deep, you know, it's a deep desire for intimacy like if we want to be seen we're gonna have to be human yeah like we're gonna have to be the messy yeah. person we actually are yeah i mean i'll never forget one coach of mine many years ago said i was having clients come to the house at that time and i said oh it's a lot because the kids leave and then i sage the house and it shifts into like a medicine home and da 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 and then i you know got to clean up a little and she was like wait 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 wait, wait. are you what do you mean you're cleaning up a little? I'm like, well, I just want to like tidy it up. She's like, oh no, what if you, of all people, like the people they're com- coming to see, didn't tidy it up? Yeah. And I was like, oh my God, that's yeah. 95% of the session, yes. you know? Yes. Like that's totally it. Yes. And literally, I have not cleaned up since that day. Mm. Like it was like, yeah, I mean, I want you to be able to walk through the house. Right. It's okay. not, you're not it's living not in squalor. squalor. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and and uh, we have a house where you really can be a hoarder and no one, no one will notice. Like a craftsman, you can really, the bones allow you to be a hoarder. Um, um, but I, uh, yeah, like it's like, when are we going to allow, when are we going to allow ourselves to be who we truly are? Yeah. Even in the moment, knowing that we're changing. Yeah. Right? Because we're never going to park our car in the same group of cells, our cells are constantly changing. So this I it's all the mind. It's like this mind idea that like, oh, and then they're gonna see me as that and they're gonna think this and then you can't fucking control a goddamn thing. Oh my God, it's exhausting. (sighs) 
And it just, it's, you know, those are the conversations we need to be having, not how are you, I'm fine. How are you, I'm yeah. fine just took us nowhere. Yeah. We just almost went backwards. Yeah. How about, how are you, I'm I'm going through so much. Okay, great. I'm not going to take it on, but tell me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> totally. <laughs> you totally. Know? Well, and I was thinking as you were talking earlier, and I'm hearing the ant play his violin outside again. <laughs> we're just going to go with it. He's we're gonna go totally with holding us. Yeah, he is. He's like serenading <laughs> us right now. You said, how do we, how do we shift that? How do we change that? I think we change it by having these conversations and being vulnerable and open about, like I was shared about my mac and cheese story. You shared about what opened you up to this, you know, knowledge that there was a need, there was a need for this, you know, and like you were pulled to it. But I think the way, the number one way we can change it is by passing it on to our children, you know, and like, because then it can create that ripple, like going back to what we were saying about how could our parents not talk to us about death, not talk to us about anxiety because they didn't have the language, they didn't have the knowledge, you know, and it's like, we do. So we can pass that on and pass that on. I was talking to my friend, uh, Dano, he is my, he's my dear friend and Pilates instructor. And I'm reading this book called The Price of Motherhood that I can't recommend highly Amazing. enough by Ann Crittenden. It's, it's a genius book. And it talks about how it's the most underpaid job in the world and underappreciated and it's invisible and all of these things. And, um, and she interviews all these experts and it's a really amazing book. And he said, you women are changing the future. You're raising, and, and we were talking in particular about men and how men engage in, it, Dano's gay. Uh, just for, for context of this, but we were talking about how men, um, straight men in particular, engage in um, romance mm. and marriage and courtship and all this stuff. And like, again, how we were kind of talking about this before we hit record, like the construct of marriage, like the old, old timey construct of marriage, like, does it work? I don't know. Like I'm now divorced, so mine didn't work. But um, he said, you're raising a man you know, that is going to either contribute or take away from we look at what's happening right now in politics and all this. It's like all those guys had moms. I'm not blaming totally. them, but I'm just saying no, I was like thinking that the whole, those guys had moms are still, their moms might still be alive, but it's like, wow, you know, that's to me, that's where it starts. It's like, absolutely. And like <sighs> the more we, I mean, we, we really need to know that they're watching in the best way. Like, what an honor. Yeah. Like, I'm really seen. Yes. And I'm seen in the most intentional ways, even if I don't think I'm being seen. Like, yeah. if any of you are looking in the mirror, like, you're being watched on how that story is going to yes. go down yes. the line yes. of your lineage. Yes. So, because in our bodies, we have our great, 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 great grandmothers and everyone else, right? Yeah. And so it's like, if you have daughters and even sons, they watch how you look at you, how yeah. you live in a body. Yes. How do you embody your body? Yeah. How do you make dinner? Yeah. Is it in the morning and it's like easy and whatever, and it just quilts inside the day and then you go yeah. and have lunch at a friend's and then you bring some food home and you kind of mix everything together and that's just, you make do because yeah. that's a part of the story. Or is it, oh. <gasps> five o'clock, hold yeah. your breath, witching hour, a yeah. shit show, you know, yeah. like that, those stories follow us yeah, and then move through them. Yes. And like, how do you have a party? Do you freak out? Do you bring, does your 
you know, I, I mean, I can't tell you how many stories because my work really lives inside the story and healing the stories that don't serve of like Thanksgiving, right? Oh, and God. like what yeah. happened then? Oh, my mom would have a wine and I'd have to go upstairs. So I never learned how to make the turkey. Okay. That's a story. Yeah. Like if that's what we're doing and I totally get needing space. I mean, yeah. please, yeah. I, I get it. Like on every level, this is not a, I figured it out and like, yeah. good luck to everyone yeah. else. This is a fucking, you know, unbutton your pants, damn it. You know what I mean? Like let it hang out and, and breathe and let's all breathe together and say, you know, oh, motherfucker, <laughs> I, I'm going to get through this day with you. And yeah. wow, we're amazing. And wow, this is really messy. And whew, okay, I really didn't, that wasn't how I wanted to do it. You know, the more we can name, like you said, the grief and the more we can name the messiness, you know, when, when I, I fuck up all the goddamn time yeah. and I'll say, this is not how I want to be doing it, you guys. Yeah. Like, mommy's really... I just, I am having a messy day or whatever. And they'll be like, you really are or like whatever. They'll (laughs) usually agree with me. Um, But like really naming, like, wow, I was, I'm really angry about this. Like I'm yelling at both of you. They're like, can you stop? I'm like, I'm I'm trying to make my way to landing this anger. I'm really mad at both of you or whatever. Right. And it's not like this, like I'm screaming and I'm on a mic and I'm trying to be all calm, but like, it's really messy. Yeah. And I came from so much of that not named, yes. waiting for the footsteps to come in and apologize. That's what my body was waiting for, mm. right? So for them, I'm in the moment going, I'm having a messy moment and this is not about you. Yeah, Don't take it on, <laughs> you know? And like, does that mean they won't go to therapy? No. Yeah. I, my intention is less therapy and if you're on drugs or pregnant tell me you know what yeah. i mean like my yeah. they're like real their goals they're yes. like real hashtag goals yes. <laughs> like like less therapy than me is my number one <laughs> for my kids <laughs> you know just like really like you know again just like taking the thread out of the seam yeah yeah you know which goes back to the kind of the theme of our talk today which is like that allowing and permission, as you said, just to be, just to all be all the things, totally, you know? and many of them sometimes at one time, even though it's scary, so scary, or or and judged, judged terribly, right? Yeah. To, wow, you're you're really going crazy, or whatever, yeah. you know, whatever the, the thing yeah. has been. But yeah, I would say that the the more we can name ourselves in the room, you know, yeah, and and the more we can be in our bodies, yeah. And really move it through. I mean, you know, everything is, for me, really is about a below-the-net conversation. So let's talk about that. Yeah. So you, um, first of all, I was just about to say, people can find you on Instagram. We're going to provide the links to your Instagram, your website, all the all the fun things that you're up to. Um, and if if you guys go to Jules's Instagram, you'll often see her doing a movement and doing a dance. And, and it's so... Um, it's so free. And just watching it, it makes me feel free. And I came into your home today and you had some Indigo Girls on. And I just started like moving and grooving. Totally. <laughs> just, I didn't miss a beat. So you know? good. And it's so true. Like when you say like living from the neck down, it's like, ah, oh, following your body's knowledge, like learning that your body does have knowledge. 
And then learning to follow that is so liberating. It is so liberating. It's the answer. It's the answer, right? It's like, it's how we feel the ocean. It's how we embody a fire. It's it's so many things. I mean, the elders live in the body. They don't live in the mind. The mind is still super young, you know, and biologically it is. The mind, it stops growing at 29, 30. But our bodies like are full with so like, I mean, essentially our heart is the first thing we know, right? That's like, oh, there's life in the body. Yeah. So when the heart, goes we're like oh okay life yeah so that means the heart is the oldest right it, yeah. it was here first i mean a lot of the cells that made up the heart yeah but really as a whole thing that we can name it was yeah. the heart mm. and so then we go about life completely forgetting about the heart and not really knowing how to listen to the heart right like you can listen to it and be like oh yeah totally know what you mean what what are you talking about? Um, and then I don't trust you. You, you exactly. made me fall in love with that guy. Totally, he totally. Was he was so bad for me, but I'm going to text him later. Um, and so, yeah, like just really, you know, again, that's that's in the total allowing. But the the heart being our elder, I'm just, I'm really all like, I'm. She's my guru, you know, in in, in the most mundane Tuesday at two way. Yeah. Right. Like. All What's of, happening you know, on Tuesday at two, by the way? I'm I mean, I mean, just maybe even be- it's a Thursday at four. I don't know. <laughs> you know, I don't know what's happening. I know that I have a body and um, I probably have an hour more of freedom. Um, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, it's a countdown. It is always um, a countdown. Totally. Until just all hell breaks Totally. Loose. And then it's mom, 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 mom. Oh my God, totally. And sleep. And sleep. And then the morning and then freedom. Um, but yeah, I mean, or not, who knows? Right. Who else is going to be like right. Jules, Jules. Um, but yeah, so the the below the neck piece is such a, it's just, it's so vital because yeah. everything that's going on in my mind, which is usually such a shit show. Yeah. Um, I mean, everybody up there thinks that like they've got the handle on this yeah. and like they've figured it out and yeah. we're going to totally, you know, get through this uh, or not. Um, and then I really have to move it through. So I move a lot. Um, and even when I don't want to, yeah. like on Instagram, you know, it's been such a unique, it's definitely been like a get out of your way practice because, you know, some people be like, I love your dancing, you know, and I'm like, okay. Um, but really the piece is like, please start doing it. Yeah. I mean, it's really, an invitation. It is. And I, and I an get invitation. that when I Like it. move your yeah. body. Like you don't have to video it, even though I'd love for you to. Yeah. Um, but the more we move our bodies, I mean, can you imagine where our government would be if women knew they yeah. had bodies yeah, and their bodies had their wisdom yeah, and their hearts were their elder, like in different language even. Yes. We could put it in conservative language. Yes. Um, but just the realms of like the body knowing or, or the body as God. Yeah. Which great. Yeah. yeah totally. Yeah. You know, and um, like endless, infinite wisdom. Yes. Um, instead of the mind and the fear and, and all of that. And so, yeah, when I'm at any point or I'll definitely do a sound like a ha and like mm. move it through because all of it is for the mo- most part it's so not serving me yeah you know it's just like creating chaos yeah and so um and i and i serve women so i have to get out of my way like a lot so yeah. that i can hear them and and be and hold them which is an amazing setup for me yeah no kidding <laughs> 
I'm like, God, it really works on many levels. <laughs> You're like, I can't, I have to do as I say. Totally. Yeah. yeah. Um, all right. We could literally talk for another, I mean, hours, yes. but, but we have come to the time. Oh. Uh, so every episode at the end of the interview, I ask my guests three questions, the same three questions. And then I have a lightning round of questions, just quick fire. Ooh, so fun. Yeah. yeah, it's really fun. Okay, great. Okay. So the first question is, Jules, what do you think about when you hear the word MILF? The first thing that came to mind was a carton of milk. <laughs> have you yeah. heard that before? <laughs> no, I love I'm like, it. that's the real answer. That's so, yeah. <laughs> that just literally came to my mind. That is the, the white answer. carton. What's something you've changed your mind about recently? I mean, I want to say right this second, I changed my mind <laughs> and I don't know about what. <laughs> I want to say yes. <laughs> I'll change my mind. What's something you've changed your mind about recently, Jules? Yes. <laughs> okay. The third question is, <laughs> the third question is, <laughs> I've decided I'm not going to answer any question. Yeah, there you go. How do you define success? Oh, love and, and joy mm. and an abundance of both mm. at all times. Okay, lightning round. Ocean or desert? Ocean. Favorite junk food? M&M's. Movies or Broadway show? Ooh. Ooh. Uh, Broadway show. Daytime sex or nighttime sex? Sex all the time. Yes. <laughs> Texting or talking? Talking. Cat person or dog person? Um, dog. Have you ever worn a unitard? <laughs> yes. Shower or bathtub? Oh, I'm lucky if I can do both or one. Um, mm. I would say um, neither. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. Ice cream or chocolate? Oh, both. Yes. On a scale of one to 10, how good are you at ping pong? I'm really good at ping pong. Yeah. yeah. Good question. What's your biggest pet peeve? Um, ignorance. That came out like a bullet. I love it. <laughs> if you, I'm deciding which one. I'm like, these, and people you, not getting back to me. Okay, that's another oh, one. Oof. If you could push a button it would, and it would create 10 years of world peace, but it would also place a hundred year ban on all beauty products, would you push it? Yeah. I mean, they go together, don't they? <laughs> <laughs> Isn't world peace banning beauty products? <laughs> I mean, I don't need any. Just you like do open up a sap tree and make lip gloss. I don't care. Let's fucking do it. Sap tree. <laughs> I'll take two sap trees, sir. <laughs> and then some beets. And like you can make a little lip gloss. I don't know. Awesome. I love it. Superpower choice. Invisibility or ability to fly? Flying ability to fly. Would you rather have a penis where your tailbone is or a third eye? It's very odd. A penis where your tailbone is. Fully functioning penis, but you would still urinate from your urethra just so that we're very odd. clear. Okay. I clear and clear urine. Um, <laughs> and the third eye is a literal third eye. But it could have maybe spiritual 
I mean, I feel like I have a third eye, so then <laughs> maybe I have to fix it. I don't know. I don't want a penis. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, no penis. I don't want any part of my body Nothing. to have a penis. No. No. I, no. I like other people to have a penis. Yes. <laughs> what was the name of your first pet? Rags. What was the name of the street you grew up on? Um, I think it was Turn Point Circle. Are you going to try to get into my checking account? <laughs> Uh, no. no. Turn gonna, as in the bird, by the I way. I was going to say that your as in the bird? T-E-R-N. Oh, that's even better. Yeah. Your, your porn name oh, yeah. is Rags Turn. Rags Turn. Coming at you. <laughs> Coming at you live. <laughs> Rags Turn. You're a gem. I love you so much, Jill. I love you. I'm <laughs> so honored to show. be here. Thank you for having me. Hey guys, thanks so much for listening. I really hope you enjoyed my conversation with Jules. Next week on the show, we have marriage family therapist, Dr. Danica Zivit. Uh, and she and I talked about fertility issues, motherhood, and trying not to try not to keep up with the Joneses. Is that a double negative or a triple negative? I don't know. But it was a great conversation with a really smart lady and um I look forward to sharing that with you next week. Thanks so much for tuning in. Bye.